this week on the Back Table Podcast. This topic is is not super intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows what other topics we might get onto? But um, it's exciting, yeah. Back. I got lots to say. Well, I mean that's true. I'm very interested, actually, because I mean I have a lot to say about the Jim Sheedy needle, but not not as maybe not as, not as profuse as you. And I actually went back and looked at all your reviews on on Back Table, and I was like, wow, Aaron really does use a lot of devices. With I mean, he must be doing tons of bone biopsies. Uh, I do, and and I've used. I was telling East, I used everything under the sun in terms of bone needles. So yeah. um, I have a reason to really push for the arrow. All this and more on episode one of the Back Table Podcast, featuring Dr. Aaron Fritz and Dr. Chris Beck, and a discussion of the original Jam Sheedy and T-handle Jam Sheedy versus the arrow on control bone biopsy needles. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Back Table Podcast. Um, excited to have everybody here. We've got Aaron Fritz, the CEO and founder of Back Table, and uh, Chris Beck, a new member of the Back Table team as well. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about bone biopsy needles. Um, and Aaron and Chris are going to talk through the on control needle and the jam sheety. Um, and so I'm going to let uh, Aaron and Chris, uh, hey, you know, Aaron, why don't you give a little bit of background about yourself and, you know, kind of what you do in practice. Chris, maybe do, do a little bit of the same. And then I'm going to, this is going to be a guided discussion through um, through the usage of both of those devices. Everybody listening, uh, probably going to have a lot of docs listening. Please excuse me. I'm a layperson. Um, I got a lot of docs in the family, but I'm not one. So I'm going to do my best to, to keep up here. But, um, uh, but anyway, with, with that, you know, Aaron, give a quick, uh, you know, give a quick intro and background on yourself and then, um, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So, um, I am an intermediate radiologist based out of Dallas, Texas, and, um, been down here in practice for about four years now. Um, and, uh, I do, I, I do travel around a fair amount. I, I work at multiple hospitals in the DFW area. And so I've had the luxury of trying out multiple uh, different devices. Uh, in this case, multiple bone biopsy devices, bone marrow biopsy devices. And um, uh, so, yeah, I have a lot to say about them. And, um, you know, there's some I, I really like and others not so much. So looking forward to the uh, the discussion. So, Aaron, you use different devices at different hospitals. Is that kind of is that kind of right? I mean, talk a little bit about that and how you end up. You know, what's your what's your selection like? I guess just in a, at a high level. Yeah, it depends on the the site. You know, the hospital itself. Um, I work with in multiple um, hospital systems: HCA, Baylor, uh, Methodist, and Texas Health, just to name a few. And uh, they all carry different products. Um, probably the, the most commonly found product is the jam sheety needle. Um, and, uh, you know, the, some of the other ones that we have on the, on the website on backtable.com, um, it, you know, rarely you'll come across like a snare coil by Ranfac. Um, but, uh, the, and the arrow on control I've noticed is becoming more popular. And I think that's because of the positive feedback it's been getting. Cool. Well, well, we'll get into a little bit of that more. So, hey, Chris, uh, welcome to the show. Talk a little bit about your yourself and uh, what you do uh, in, in general, and then um, we'll get into we'll get into the devices. Sure. Thanks, Anish. 
Uh, hello, Aaron. Um, my name's Chris Beck. I am an IR doc in the New Orleans area. I cover um, about five different locations uh, between New Orleans and uh, the, the suburban area. Uh, primarily, um, I use the, the Jim Sheedy, uh, the original in, in the T handle. Um, when Aaron told me uh, about all the, the devices he's been exposed to, um, I was actually a little uh, surprised and impressed. Um, I do about you know one to, to four bone marrow biopsies or uh, targeted uh, bone biopsies a week and almost exclusively use the uh, Jim Sheedy system. So, hey, Chris, um, how did you get started using the Jim Sheedy? So, you know, what I use was um, almost, I've been out in practice for about two years, and uh, what I use is almost a direct product of what was available to me off the shelves. I came in as a uh, junior partner, and so what the what the guys above me used, uh, I just kind of gravitated towards. And um, in addition to that, uh, and you know, surprisingly, uh, you know, as an IR doc, like uh, this is kind of one of the procedures I acquired, but didn't really train for it in fellowship. But during residency, we did a lot of these, and uh, you know, because of familiarity from from probably my residency training, I kind of gravitated towards the Jim Shitty systems. Okay, and so it was there a reason? Say, you know, uh, do you know why the the fellows above you had ultimately settled on the Jim Shitty? You know, for for use in your guys' work, or you know, do, do you know anything about that decision? Well, you know, I have to admit, I, I don't. Um, it, it, from a training perspective, um, it probably had a lot to do with availability. Um, Jim Sheedy um, was, uh, you know, probably one of the first players in the uh, targeted bone and bone marrow um, systems. Um, so if I had to guess, it, it just uh, availability, tried and true. Um, but I never, I never uh, pushed forward, inquired anything about it um, from from the guys that uh, taught me how to do them in residency. Um, all right. So um, I guess Aaron. Let's talk about um, your device of choice for bone marrow biopsies, or, or what we're going to talk about today, anyway, and that is the on control, right? So, um, I guess talk about um, how you got use first of the on control, and you know what what you uh, maybe talk a little bit also about what you uh, what jumped out at you about it, if anything. Right, so the, the air on control is, um, what's unique about it is it's a system that usually comes with an actual uh, motorized drill, uh, and so which helps you penetrate, helps penetrate, you know, tough bone or, or really sclerotic lesions. Um, the other thing that stands out about it is it's got a very sharp uh, diamond tip, uh, di- you know, diamond tip to its needle, and um, the uh, for the inner stylet, and then when you pull it, the inner stylet out, the outer edge that captures the bone is serrated, um, which is unique about about this system. So um, my first trial with it, actually, I did not have access to the the motorized drill. I just had the needle itself, and I was amazed by how sharp the needle is, how easily it penetrated bone just by itself without the drill. And so for a long time, I did use the needle without the drill. I thought the drill would just be, uh, you know, added added uh, time um, to to add to the procedure, like just trying to, you know, put basically make cover with the sterilized drape and everything. But 
Um, once I tried it with the drill, I realized that the drill really does help. And the, the key thing about it is it, it penetrates so easily that your procedure time is cut down. And it, I, I feel like it also cuts down on the pain, any, any pain or, or pressure experienced by the patient. So I feel like my sedation time is less. I require less um, actual medication to give to the patient. Um, and before you know it, the procedure, the procedure is over. Uh, almost always I get a, a robust sample from the first, um, you know, the first penetration. Uh, so, hey, and, I, and, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Aaron. I just wanted to ask one other question there. I mean, how did you first come across it? I mean, did somebody, did a rep say, hey, you know, try the on-control? Was it just, it was available at a hospital uh, or, or what did you been using yeah, before? It, just, it sounds like it's relatively it recent. available at a hospital. Yeah, there was, right. there was a hospital that they had switched out from the jam sheety to the on control and had it on the shelf and I had never used it before, but, um, I just figured, okay, whatever, you know, needles a needle, but, um, I was shockingly surprised at how, how well it worked at how super, how far superior it was to the jam sheety. Had you been using the jam sheety and the T handle jam sheety previously? Yeah. So the, this was about four years ago. So the, at that time, the T handle jam sheety had not come out yet. The T handle jam sheety was, I think, um, it definitely an improvement over the over the original. The original um, has, a, by comparison, uh, you know, the the needle's not all that sharp. It, it required significant effort to to push through any sort of tough bone or, or squatted bone. Um, and then once well, you gonna, got I'm in, gonna, I'm going gonna, gonna to interrupt you to give Beck a chance to to rebut yeah, there. Sure, Beck, you sure. know. Aaron's dogging your device here. What what do you what do you have to say? Um, you know, is that is that is that ring true? What he's saying is, you know, um, that, that, actually that that's fairly accurate. And and what Aaron's saying. So you know, there's the original, and and then there's the T handle. The the T handle, you know, I think is a significant upgrade from from the original. The original. Um, one of my biggest uh, issues with the original Jim Sheedy is uh, like the ergonomic design the beveled tip trocar and difficulty uh, seating the uh, seating the device and then and then breaking through either uh, densely sclerotic bone or sclerotic lesions. Um, so so that that critique is, is as I think fairly well founded and and you know probably uh, an experience that uh, most people uh, will go through uh, with with tough bone biopsies. But but for your standard uh, straightforward either either lytic lesions or osteoporotic patients you know, sometimes it just doesn't make that big of a difference what device you have. Um, but, but when it comes to difficult lesions um, and sclerotic uh, targeted uh, lesions, I think that um, the, the T-handle is, is an improvement over the original. Um, it's, got a, it's, got a di- it's got like a diamond tip trocar. It's easier to see, and it's been my experience that it's just, I mean, I, you know, you can't put any kind of percentage on it, but it's sharper than the original gem sheety. And it's easier to get into these tough getting these tough uh, uh, sclerotic lesions. So, I mean, you know, Dr. Fritz mentioned that in sclerotic sclerotic lesions or in uh, demineralized bone, um, you know, the the and the 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 needle on the on the on control can be advantageous. I mean, is a drillable needle something that you would consider to be a benefit, or, or is that not is that never even come up for you, or you know, you don't think that would be useful? It, it, admittingly, um, you, you know, I've seen uh, the the Aero system uh, demoed, and I've had a um, I can't say I've had a rep come by, um, but 
I think an ER physician was showing it to me. They they use the arrow system, I think, for um, intraosseous access. Um, and, and to me, it just seemed like, uh, you know, an added expense and kind of a hassle just to get the, the uh, drill out. Um, and, and for the most part, you know, even though I have a, you know, there, occasionally there's uh, the sample that's either tough to come by or tough to access. It's it's never so much of a problem that I think that I thought would be worth getting the drill out. Um, you know, of of the things that uh, Fritz talked about, um, having a sharper needle is of interest. Um, but to me, uh, I guess it, maybe I just have to actually see how it works in practice or get some familiarity with it. But the 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 actual me- um, uh, mechanical power drill uh, just seems like uh, a little bit of more upfront time and something that really doesn't take me all that long to begin with. Now, you talked about an added cost. I mean, is that something that you and your group have to think about, the the cost of the devices? Is that something you guys are, are bearing? Actually, no. Um, you know, it, it actually, that, that, that cost falls in the hospital. And it may, even not, may not be that much of a cost if, you know, you're really reusing the same uh, drill handle for, for different biopsies, and it's only the needle that's disposable. Um, like there are occasions when, uh, if I'm getting into a sclerotic lesion and I have trouble breaking through, like I'll break out a sterile hammer, like a sterile hammer, and just and just tap it in. Um, so, uh, but but to go back to the question, added cost, it, it's something I keep in mind and I'm cognizant of, um, but it's not a major driver in my devices or my clinical practice. Okay, and so I mean, you know what Dr. Fritz mentioned about. Um, I mean, I want to, I want to, I'm interested in this aspect where, you know, Dr. Fritz brought up procedure times and sedation times, I guess there were sedation times leading to overall procedure times. I mean, can you talk a little bit more about, let's just focus on, I guess, the sedation aspect. I mean, how, how do you, is this something that you plan on, Aaron, that, that, you, you know, there's either less sedative required or it takes less time to get there? I mean, how do you, how do you think about that? And then, you know, and how do you factor that into the, your, your, what you said about the procedure taking less time overall, and then, you know, expand upon what you were really meaning there, if you can. Right. So, um, you know, with, <clears throat> so with this needle, um, I can literally start with, I can get through the bone, get my sample so fast that I don't really have to worry about, um, you know, my, my sedation wearing off, you know, I mean, you start with a starting dose of sedation of versa and fentanyl, um, you get them pretty comfortable. Uh, you, you try out a little bit of lidocaine and under the skin and, uh, you can tell if they're wincing or not, if they're feeling much, um, pretty quick. And so if they're, if they're pretty comfortable, they're just feeling pressure. You know, I, I get you, this, this needle is so sharp. I can get in the bone really quick, get my sample within five minutes. Um, uh, whereas let's say I, <clears throat> I'm, and this is from experience with the jam cheating needle. You're drilling through you're, you're drilling through bone. It takes a longer period. It takes longer to get through that bone to get the sample. And then when you pull it out, you're not. Sometimes you have to go back in because the sample is not adequate. Um, and a lot of times that, that's that's the case. So uh, then you have to start all over again. And yeah. so uh, Aaron, I've, actually, I've rarely. Actually, I had a question, um, and it's you know you know you have to forgive my unfamiliarity with the aero system. Is is the actual drill just to get your trocar in place? Like you you bring the needle up to the lesion, or and then 
and then you take out the, the inner stylet and then you, you put the drill back on or, or at that point, are you hand turning it? No. So you, you hand, so you get the, um, the needle down to the bone uh-huh. and then you use the drill to get just past, just into the cortex. So just very slight. You get, you, you aspirate your blood, you know, your, your, whatever, 13 cc's of blood. And then you can use the, you can either use the drill again to get to capture your your marrow uh, sample, or you can just at that point you're already past the cortex, so you could just hand turn it very easily because that outer serrated edge is so sharp it'll 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 turn through the marrow pretty pretty easy and 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 it's measured so you know that's the other criticism I have is of the jam sheet is there's no measurements on the needle so you're just kind of you know it's a rough estimate of how far you're in whereas the the um, on control needle actually has measurements along it so you, you know exactly how, how many centimeters you're in i'll actually echo that um echo that feature on the the gem sheety system uh for me that's actually one of the the biggest drawbacks of their of their biopsy device on the original and the t handle is that there's no measurement markers on the outside and and you know sometimes it's it's not that big of a deal like when you're doing a bone marrow biopsy you know you can kind of you have a rough idea of how far you're going in and, and there's not a lot of critical structures in the area but but on that on that same vein you know there there are times when it matters a lot and you're really trying to maximize the amount of needle that you have in position and and minimize how much of it is is going to come out either on the backside or uh, into critical structures that are slightly deeper in. Um, and, uh, yeah, not having those markers is, uh, can be kind of a hassle. Um, it, it's just a, it's just a small inconvenience and it seems like such an easy fix that you have to imagine they, right. if they had any kind of feedback with the original, like why not just put those, the, you know, 15, markers you know, centimeter it. markers on each one on, on every, you know, every centimeter yeah. up the needle. Um, it's the one, Go oh, sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. The one up, the one upgrade I did like about the T handle GM sheety is that it includes that marrow acquisition cradle, which um, helps capture the sample so that it doesn't slide out as you pull the needle out. Which I've found definitely reduces the number of times that you have to go back in for to try and get another sample. Sure, I agree with that. And, and, uh, Chris, is that something you've thought about? You know, I got to put it like this. If someone came to you and said, uh, you know, Hey, the, the, you could actually be saving time on your procedures overall. I mean, is that something that is, you know, a potential benefit to you? You know, do your ears perk up or do you, is that, you know, has that not really, uh, come to your attention as a potential benefit of, of one of these devices? You know, it is, it is a potential benefit. Um, I'm always, you know, looking for ways to uh, be more efficient and to lessen the the procedure and, and the sedation time. I have to admit, on on these procedures, though, it's you know you're you're talking about shaving off for me, you know, maybe minutes to like thirty second intervals, uh, maybe. Um, right. they, they just don't take me that long, especially when you when you're talking about bone marrow aspirations and biopsies, which. For whatever reason, we quite, we kind of acquired that service from the oncologist, and it's something we've kept up to to keep good relations to who traditionally been very good refers for for other cases. We we do these these very simple bone marrow biopsies and aspirations, and so you know having having a better device, you know I just can't imagine it saving us you know more than two minutes in a procedure that maybe takes me 
you know, seven or 10 minutes to, to finish in the first place. And so, and then, so shaving off, you know, 30 seconds or an extra minute or two is not that big of a deal, but, but where it does make a difference, um, at least in, or, you know, where it would make a difference in my practice are more challenging lesions, usually spinal, um, where I'm, I'm targeting like a sclerotic, um, lesion and, and to get there is kind of a pain. Um, and then, and then once you have your sample, you know, what I think is different from targeted bone biopsies, which is very different from a lot of our soft tissue biopsies is kind of once, I mean, when you're trying to acquire your sample, your whole system comes out. And so if you, if you kind of, if you kind of whiff, if you offer and there's no sample in the trocar, then you really start from scratch and you have to go back in and reaccess the lesion, which, right. which is different and from a lot of other or soft tissue lesions. Right. Right, and you got to rescan. I mean, that that to me, Chris, is the main difference. That that having to go back in for a second or even third time happens far more often with the GM Sheedy than the on control, and that's why I think it's it's worthwhile to make that choice. And that's even my even the T handle system where you have the. Um... Oh, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the acquisition cradle. Yeah, the acquisition cradle. Yeah, it it. So the acquisition cradle definitely helps you capture some sample, but um, sometimes it's it's not that that good of a sample, you know. And mm-hmm. so you still you, you you get a sample, but it's just not as robust. And so what I've noticed is that the the cytotech who comes to collect the sample. They they're a lot more uh, they they've been a lot happier with what we've pulled out with the on control than the than either the original or the T handle gym sheet. Yeah, and and actually you know Anish um, you know speaking along that that thread, if you know I think in certain situations for my clinical practice, if it if you're talking about tough tough to access lesions where I think getting uh, a good core is going to be an issue or I potentially have to reaccess and I really do not want to do that, then yes, I think I would be interested in maybe, you know, a more, I don't know, it's not robust, but a more reliable uh, trocar that's, that's going to get a good sample. And, yeah. and, you know, something I probably don't pay attention to enough, you know, cause I just, I usually put it in formal and then send it off. Like there's no, you know, we don't have a cytotech in the room who's going to review it under a slide. It's usually just formal and send it off the path, um, you know, have, being a little more cognizant of the actual, you know, uh, uh, the meat, the sample that we obtain is um, I would also be interested in, you know, improving that. Yeah. So, I mean, to to kind of bring this all to a close and, you know, I, I wanted to say this earlier, but it's probably now as good as time as any to say this. Nobody on here is paid or compensated in any way by any of the device manufacturers we talked about. Um, just a couple of guys on a Sunday afternoon talking about <laughs> bone marrow biopsy devices for our own fun. <laughs> um, but um, but I think w- what we heard is a couple of things. I mean, y- you know, like you said, Chris, I mean, hey, maybe on, an, on average, uh, in a typical scenario is a better way to put it. It might only shave off, you know, 30 seconds to two minutes, right? Yeah. I would be interested, and this is going to be a topic of a subsequent podcast, as a matter of fact, is what is the value of a minute in the, in the room, right? Because there's you, there's other folks involved, right? There's the, the patient's time, him or herself, right? And, and all the supporting staff around. So that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting question, actually, is like, what is a minute worth or what is five minutes worth? But we're going to get into that another time. Um, you know, and I think it's different in different settings. But, um, 
then as a follow on to that, I think, you know, the other thing we're hearing is that it, you know, you're so there's some potential interest in saving time. But I mean, hey, you know, how much time are we really talking about? Um, but then in the more difficult cases, there's um, there's a time savings for not having to go back. And then also the quality of the sample um, can be improved uh, depending on what device you're using. And that can be of significant benefit. And there's there's other implications of that. And I think that's something we want to go into on another podcast as well. Um, but we're out of time for today. So I guess um, I'll, you know, Aaron, if you got a 30 second closing thought and then Chris the same before we wrap up. Yeah. I just had a closing thought as you were talking about that. I think it would be um, kind of interesting and fun to post uh, soon. We'll, soon we will be able to post pictures of, um, you know, devices in, in, uh, in use and, and, uh, uh, cases alongside our reviews. And what I might start, what I might do is actually post a picture of a, a sample of, uh, obtained by, uh, each of these devices and just to show differences. Um, and, and I'd invite you to do the same, Chris. I think it'd be kind of interesting to see. Yeah, actually, I mean, you know, there, there are some occasions when actually, for whatever reason, you know, reasons that still escape me, I, you know, the oncologist will order like bilateral bone marrow biopsy, so I sample from both iliac wings, you know, if I had, you know, maybe a, a sample that one of the reps could drop off to actually compare, you know, you know, I would just, the exact same patient, exact same um, uh, biology, you know, take one with, you know, the, the tried and true system that I, I use very routinely, and then try one from the arrow system, and just line them up next to each other and see what I get. Yeah, that would be interesting to me. I, interesting yeah. for, um, yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Great. All right. Well, thanks, Denise. Appreciate it. You're you're welcome, guys. You're welcome, guys. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to episode one of the Backtable podcast. Thanks also to Dr. Aaron Fritz and Dr. Chris Beck for sharing their thoughts about bone marrow biopsy needles. Tune in next time where we'll be discussing closure devices and tunneled pleural peritoneal catheters. I'm Anish Parikh. See you next time.